another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. We are covering Married at First Sight Australia, Season 10, Episode 8. Chris, it's the end of the week for maths, but where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, <laughs> let's just go in order the episode. Now, we get this fucking... This whole thing about, you know, we've got this bombshells about to drop on the next episode and Jesse's like, I just can't control myself. And, you're like, and we were like, what the hell is he talking about? And he starts off, and I've got to say, Dave, I'm all in on this and, I, and I, I'm going with the story, but it wasn't the it wasn't the reaction that I expected. It was almost Love <laughs> Island levels of build it up and then it yeah. ends up being nothing. Now, it wasn't entirely nothing. So the story goes, Jesse and that, they all went to a pub and then Claire and Adam were getting touchy-feely, leaning into each other. This is his words. And then they disappeared outside. And then he come back to the pub. and uh, Sorry, he come back to the flat, and she's on the phone, and, she said, and he said, I'm sure it was Adam. These are his words. And it was a, like a big belly laugh. It was definitely Adam. And the next minute, she's saying it's a friend's. Now, I wouldn't trust Adam as far as I could throw him. Let's be honest there, Dave. But with Claire, I'm not sure. However, I think there's something here. And mm. I think that Claire, especially with them fucking Timmy Malik glasses on the next day, <laughs> what the fuck are them glasses she's got on again? Uh, but she she's up to something because she couldn't look him in the eye. I don't, and I, it just, it wasn't right. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that Jesse didn't go from zero to 100 and, and all sorts of things are going through his head. But obviously he has got trust issues and things that have happened. His self-esteem so low, as we found out in the last episode. But... It's just summer off, Dave, and that Adam is a dodgy fucker, which we'll find out later. So I, I think something may have happened, or there's a bit of flirting, but there's something not right about this. And she's flipped it on her head to Jesse. Mm. Now I could be wrong here and get a lot of abuse, but that's how I saw it anyway. I don't know if it's just purely how the producers are manipulating us to think certain things, but I'm a complete flexion to whether there was anything going on. Now, I thought that when Claire didn't come out and just say, look, there's there's nothing going on at all. She was attacking his behavior, which, like I say, it it probably was out of order, but two wrongs don't make a right either. So I was thinking that initially, but then when we get to the trust challenge a bit later, Chris, and fucking dodgy Adam manages to gaslight his wife, whose name I can't remember, but do you remember her name? Janelle? Manages to gaslight her, you know, so she's actually, you know what, this is cool, we don't need to check each other's phone, we're just going to rip it up. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, Dave, she's ever like deleting your call history, why didn't she just nip it in the bud straight away and say, here's my phone, that's who I was talking to. It's a log of it. That's what you've got to do. That's all you've got to do. And just get your phone. And I know some people will be stubborn and go, oh, I don't need, you should trust me and make, you know, make it like, that's fine. I get that. But if it was me and I was accused that knowing I'd done nothing wrong and say, you know, it's like, say, say Sam burst in and I, since I'm talking to a girl, but I'm talking to you. And, and I'd just go, well, I'm talking to Dave. There you go. 
she's probably more worried about me and you, Dave, than, than a girl because we speak that often. But, you know, it, it, she's, <laughs> you would just prove your innocence. There is no two ways about that. And she didn't prove her innocence. She just sort of like flips it. So that's why I was suspicious. And I, 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 there is problems there with Jesse, but this is going to make him a hundred times worse, Dave. And, and as, as the episode went on, I was like, ah, oh, was that it really? I mean, not, cause they sort of VT'd straight away to this is the truth week and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's not, not a letdown. Was I was hoping for a bit more spice. However, Dave, Things did take a turn. Now, Chris, I just want to talk about a different couple who are having their own particular challenges right now. Josh and Melissa, right? Now, I, I said, <laughs> you know, in a, in a rather unkind way that, um, you know, Josh, he, he seems like a bit of a, someone who works in accounts or something like that, you know, very prim and proper, very private, you know, and it, it, it seemed like, you know, he was so much more reserved and it would take a while for her to break his walls down and whatever. But I, I must admit, Chris, after this episode, I'm fully in Josh's corner. He actually comes across like a really decent guy. And Melissa, I'm sorry, right? So so we've seen that she's come out already, a little bit like Olivia did. Oh, it's the editors. I got a bad edit. You know, and Melissa's coming out and saying, oh, they're just portraying me like this sex maniac. But it kind of does look that way. And it's not just once. It's not just twice. And it seems to me like Josh has fucking had enough of it. Yeah. Uh, what what was weird, Dave, and I'll be honest, you know, we call out Harrison, and, and we know this, we'll talk about them as well, but Harrison for gaslighting and different things. She was gaslighting him. She was literally putting yeah. his arm up his back saying, if you don't have sex with me, we're over. And I've got a myriad of fucking guys who I can call upon to have sex. And when you've got a five-year plan, look, you know with me, between, like me and you, you're really organized and you, have a, you always have a claim in your head where you're going, I don't. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing you know, tomorrow or anything. I can, I, I'm useless at planning stuff. That's not a dig at you or anything. I just know that's one of my faults. However... If you ask me to write down a five-year plan, or, or Sam said, we'll do a five-year plan of our marriage, what are we going to do? I wouldn't be putting, Dave, less sex. I've got a healthy sex life. Like, it's just like when Sam was laughing, but what's this? She's like, this is your dream. And I'm like, no, but it's just like, this isn't normal. And she was like, really, she was treating Josh like a bloke would treat a woman, Dave, how we would see it. She, she was like roles reversal, like, Josh wants the, the, the deep and meaningful. He wants the full relationship. He wants, you know, kids, everything. He, he, what really annoyed me about, which was disgraceful, and I think you're absolutely right about it, just wanting her minutes of fame and all this shit, is he laid it on the line. He was crying about being lonely, about, you know, when the you know kids are there and you, and you go home. He was so upset. And I'm waiting for the her to hug him and say, mm. yeah, yeah. And then she went, anyway... About mine, I want sex. And I'm like, have they edited this wrong? I mean, someone's just like, hello? How how insensitive and horrible yeah. of it. Dave, she is a horrible person. I'm sorry. As this has gone on, it is not a good look. And, and the constant thing about sex, basically what she's saying to him is, I'm just going to go and cheat on you. I don't give a fuck what you think. She's obviously, I think she's a sex addict in my opinion, Dave. I think I've never seen it before like this and, and so blatant, but... It's not nice, and and Josh said that he said it's just wrong, and she's like I was in a sexless marriage and blah blah blah, and it's like 
that's not his fault. Yeah. She's yeah, telling yeah, us all yeah. on she's telling us all she's a fuck he's a tiger in fucking bed and that. He just don't want to stand there going, telling everyone what positions they were in and how long they fucking <laughs> lasted and why would you do that? Nobody does that. So it's like he's right. He's right to question. The only thing was funny when he went, I'm going to bed. She went, Oh, so it's no touching him. Yeah, and he's about five yards away. And they're in the same room pretty much. She sat yeah. there reading the magazine. That was proper shit. And I said, Sam, I went, and cut. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, how many times have you rehearsed that? But what? I just thought she was horrible, David. And that's this is why she's been single for 10 years. Because I bet nobody can keep up with her. If, if, she's, if she's so addicted to sex the way she is, I bet everyone's just like, I cannot do it. And I'm... I've told this story before on the show. A friend of mine was married to someone like that, and he said, "He said I just they end up getting divorced." He said, "I just couldn't do it." He said, "It was it was it was torturing." It sounds really ridiculous, doesn't it? But he said it was just torturing. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, just a very very complex person. Yeah, I mean, if you go for five days, you end up with a weekend, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Boom, boom. Um, yeah, that's terrible. So right. <laughs> I, right, I'll, I'll manoeuvre more to the middle ground for a second. Clearly, she's a bit scarred and a bit traumatised by this sexless marriage. Now, again, we're only hearing her side, so who knows what the husband would say if he was able to have a voice there. But it comes across like she's... Like, like that was the only thing. That was the only dimension to that marriage that mattered. You know, all of the other things that they probably got on with and connected over didn't matter. You know, they ended up just being mates and uh, had no sex whatsoever. And she has gone completely the other way. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think, and I think that's fine. But that's not what you've said. Why are you coming in here for? I mean, Chris, we've been doing our terrible impressions of Ron and Lana, haven't we? So I wonder if we could maybe do a bit of role play now. So, so could you be Josh and try and spark up some conversation <laughs> about anything with me? Go on. Good day, mate. Um, I'd like I'd like Melissa to have a little chat, you know, about our life together and what we're going to do in five Get years. Your <laughs> Get your dick out. Get your dick out. Get your dick out. Get your dick out. I, I don't Get dick want out. to. <laughs> I've had it out five times today, and I don't want it out. Okay. Get it out. Day. Get your dick out. <laughs> and then me and my love went, went, you know what was terrible about that whole dialogue? When he, he said to her, and he's so right, he went, so go on then. What do we do as a job? And she didn't have a clue, and she shit herself because she was like, Oh shit, my time on the teacher. Well, I'll tell you what, let's just, just part the sex over there. Let's get to know each other. And I'm like, hang on, how long have you been together for fucking, you don't even know what he does. It was just ridiculous. And she panicked like for her, her reasoning at that point when he had a bang to rights was fucking terrible. But I loved it, Dave. I loved every single minute of this episode. Yeah. No, it was good, wasn't it? I mean, I agree with you. I think she just comes across in a very horrible way. I still feel like that interaction was a bit strange when uh, they were kind of away from the main cameras, so it's not clear that they knew that they were being filmed, and she was basically saying, look, people want to, you know, we're on this show, people want to see that we've been having sex and stuff, and she's just like, yeah, and, you know, you're a bit too aware and a bit 
fucking too thirsty for fame on this and how you're perceived and all that. So, yeah, I, I just, I, I fucking, honestly, I hated it. I mean, quite often, like, with the drama and everything, you're like, oh, God, come on, you know, <laughs> and you're absolutely <laughs> loving it. But when he said, you know, about, you know, what what do I do for a living? And she had fucking nothing. My, my heart fucking sank a bit for him, to be honest. I was like, you are yeah, just a fucking fleshy, textured, tall penis, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all you are to her. And whether that's, uh, you know, deal with some fucking pre-marriage trauma that she's had, you know, that isn't his fault. And she's fucking making it all about that. What I said about uh, Jesse, you know, you need to fucking work on yourself before you start inflicting all of this shit onto someone else. That's how I feel. And, like, you know, she wants to have a, a so-called, you know, young fuckboys. Chris, I've got to be honest, though, I don't actually believe her. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that. I think it's all just bravado. Um, but if that's what you want to do with your life, go and do it. It seems to me like Josh is more in there to actually, you know, meet someone, and he, he's just, it's just being stitched up a kipper, really, isn't he? Well, Dave, it all comes back to the trusted experts, doesn't it? Again, picking two <laughs> people who are fucking polar opposites. I just hope, because there's going to be people like Harrison, Jesse, who do need a talking to this next episode. I think Adam does as well. And unfortunately it's the guys again, who are just fucking idiots. However, she's as bad as the guys. And and if, mm. it was the fl- if we flip it and a guy was demanding sex from a lady, it would be outraged. And I'm not having a dig at anyone. I'm just saying that that's, you flip it. It's quite interesting to see this because I don't think we've ever mm. seen this. And, and now she's in control of her own body. She wants to, you know, she wants sex. She wants touch, love language. She says that to him. That's fine. But I do still go back to the five-year plan. Sex. Oh, great. Well, that's fucking great, that. What yeah. Sex. So, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, I do think, I want to know with the next dinner party what actually happens, because I reckon these experts are going to let her off quite lightly, Dave, which I don't think they should. They, they say, disgusting, when he, he laid it on the line, it just fucked him off and was like, anyway, I want sex. And I was like, oh, wow. So, but Dave, you alluded to it before. Sorry, sorry. I, I just want to say one thing. I thought he handled that in, in quite a balanced way because I thought he was going to walk out and I would have walked out. I, I'd have been yeah. fucking out of that apartment. I'm like, fuck this. I'm fucking wasting my time with you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, think I, right. I thought he did all right there. So, sorry, go go ahead. No, it's, it's okay. So, so, the next bit, Dave, was the trust element of the relationship. So, we get like, you know, we're going to hand our phone over to our partners. Now, Alyssa and Duncan, I thought Alyssa looked a little bit shifty, but she wasn't. Duncan showed a picture of, you know, a, a, bit, a picture, a text of his mum saying, make sure you make a dinner. Mm. He's loving it. He shows her. She shows him, like, some stuff. And I thought, oh, you know what? Great stuff. Because you know what phones could be like, Dave? They could, you know, live or die. If you've got WhatsApp, it's, you know, it could be a nightmare. But <laughs> 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 there you go. <laughs> he said about that the bear. But... We then shift, Dave, to Janelle and Adam. Now, Adam, obviously, accused at the top of the episode of possibly, you know, doing something with Claire. We still don't know whether that's true. And, um, yeah, 
He was sweating, Dave, like like that meme you see of the guy where he's got all the fucking water coming down his face, sweating. He was panicking. Oh, I wouldn't look at your phone. He was doing the old reverse psychology. And on Janelle, it works. He was like, no, look, I don't care what's in there. I don't want to see your family thing or anything. I really don't want to do it. No, no, I just don't think it's needed. He's got some shit on there, Dave, whether he's chatting yeah. to girls outside, whether he's chatting to Claire, there is stuff on his phone that he doesn't want anybody to see. What a dodgy fucker he is. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I talked about all this before, but um, <laughs> we can go no, over did, it again. I didn't say, no, but I didn't say anything about it. I wanted to say about it, like how dodgy it was. No, yeah, for me, the one bit of incriminating evidence that would have come across there would have been his phone records. Yes. Like the fact that he was he was on the phone last night, you know, after the pub and everything. So, yeah, it, it was expert the way he'd done that. And he's like, yeah, I don't need to see anything. Because you can see, like, she's gearing up for it. She's like, yeah, I won't go deep into that. I'll just have a quick flick through and whatever. And she didn't want to make it a big thing. Yeah. Which is why yeah. she backed down, I think. But, I, again, I hold it. I hold I hope the experts hold them to task and basically yeah. say, how did you get on? And then it comes to like, oh, no, no, we didn't do it. Why didn't you do it? You know, I mean, these yeah. these things are put there intentionally to make them uncomfortable and for our entertainment as well. <laughs> so you can't, just, you can't just decide. You, can't, you don't want to do it because it's rather inconvenient. I mean, the, the guy... I, we've seen it before on the previous seasons, though, haven't we? Like the, the fucking Bross guy who wouldn't show his his phone because he had pictures of his ex girlfriend on there or something. Yeah. You know, you know that there's something there. So, for me, massive failure. And I just hope that's not put to bed and it, it is actually tackled by the experts or the judges, as you like to call them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they are, Dave. And then the last one. I mean, we saw we saw Bronte and Harrison. Back together, bored, fucking senseless of that. But we had a bit of tea, Dave, didn't we, on the Discord about this? I've not actually caught up on it. You said to me before, catch up, but I've not had a chance yet. But what, what have you heard, Dave? So, it's reported by the Daily Mail in Australia that Bronte, uh, apparently these voicemails or voice messages back and forth between Bronte and her mate show that actually even before the wedding, she knew about this other uh, girl. And she's ah. discussing with her mate and saying uh, how they're going to play it up and everything. Remember at the dinner party, right, and someone asked Bronte about whether she'd seen the, the messages, uh, she'd seen the pictures or anything. And she was like, no. And I said, why, why is it? Because we know we saw it. We saw that she saw the pictures, but she's lying there. And I think she's just been caught out in her, in her own lies there because, again, as part of these voice messages, they're talking about, well, you've got to play this really up, you know, for the cameras and everything. Yeah. And I said to you, didn't I? I said, I just don't get it. Why would you hang around? And the only conclusion I can come to is she's absolutely fame-hungry as well. So I can't have that much sympathy. But I just didn't think she'd be caught so red-handed with it all. So I'm struggling to take anything serious with Harrison or Bronte at the minute because it's all yeah. just a, a pantomime. 
Yeah, and you know what, Dave? I I was like Team Bronte, and I'm I'm still I'd pick her over Harrison without a doubt because I just think he's he's gaslighting, he's just manipulations, brilliant. How the fuck he gets away with it, I don't know. And he sits there and thinks that he's he's hard done to, but you can see it now, and you spotted that straight away. What a fucking blagger she is. She's just there for the TV, mm-hmm. the fame. I, I sort of talked about it in the last episode, but very very apparent in this one. It was so fake. Oh, come and come and stay with us. And he's like, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come and. And then she's like, I'll sleep on the couch. Well, any gentleman would not say to a lady, you stay all on the right couch then. and I'll get in the double bed. <laughs> yeah, all right then. Yeah. Don't tell her you have. But you'd just be like, you know, any gentleman would say, no, don't be stupid. You don't mind if you've got a crick neck, you lay on the floor, whatever. You wouldn't do that. So he's like, no. And she's like, yeah, we can do that. You know, we'll do it tomorrow. And I'm thinking, this is a hell of a change. So. Mm. Yeah, and it's all leading up to the fact that we're coming up to the dinner party, Dave. So I'm with you. Them two, these two have two pair of blaggers. I think maybe Bronte more than Harrison now. So. Well, that's that's what I was going to say is that, okay, so he is a gaslighter. He's gaslighting her. She's gaslighting us, the viewer. Yeah. <laughs> she's making yeah. out that she's this character and that she's this hard-done-to individual. And it really is all for show. And I'd literally had seen that article before I watched the episode. And honestly, everything that she did in that whole reconciliation seems so theatrical and so put on. Like, what happened to suddenly make her forgive him? She was screaming through the door at him. (laughs) (laughs) After he brought his tick cake and she didn't want it. And, and now she's got a big smile on her face. Yeah, yeah, let's reconcile and whatever. So, yeah, I just can't really get bought in because I've, I've got no skin in the game either way. Harrison and Bronte can fuck off. So, you know, <laughs> at least with the other couples, I'm kind of leaning one way or the other, you know, and I don't know. Like Jesse and Claire, you know, I guess we have to wait and see, don't we, what actually happened with uh, Adam Gate there. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, for me, those two uh, can just get in the bin. Yeah, and, and, yeah, I'm with you, actually, Deb. I'm really interested in the next episode. But I'll tell you what was funny. was um, The last one, really, that stood out in this whole episode was Caitlin and Shannon. Now, Shannon seems to vocalise what he's thinking, so... Caitlin's telling the screen, again, that his ex is talking to him, he wants to speak to her, all this sort of thing. He's still there messaging, messaging, and he says, and he'd already said it's like it's quite toxic, blah, blah, blah. But then Shannon says, well, the thing is, I'm just keeping her on the fence in case this didn't work out. I'm like, fucking for real? He's like, well, you know, I think I need to give um, Caitlin a bit of a chance. I'm like, why have you come in here with all this baggage, knowing, mm. obviously, what your ex is like? Is this just like... You playing your hand to sort of force her into taking you back. I just did something off with this couple, Dave, and it's not Caitlin, it's Shannon. I, I'm very surprised. He looked like a sound guy, but as usual, the, the marriage no. edit when, when they first come in makes him look like fucking best person in the world, doesn't it? Again, have a Google of him. He's a fucking dick. <laughs> right. And <laughs> I, I will question if she says to to stay, I will seriously fucking question it. Um, I don't think she will. I think he'll say to stay. He'll say, oh, no, I've got to give it a chance. And she'll be like, I want to leave. But because, you know, in this torturous mental way that the (laughs) the Australian Married at First Sight uh, cast treat it, she'll probably have to stay. 
and then you know they'll carry on for a bit longer. But no, he, he, he really doesn't seem like a very nice guy. And like again, you've just fucking said you're still in love with your ex, and because you've had maybe a good night's sleep, you feel a bit better. You're like, oh no, let's give this fucking all inclusive a bit of a go instead. <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck off. You, you, yeah. you need to sort yourself out. And again, considering he talks about how much he's learned from watching the show, he doesn't seem to have learned very much at all. It's just a fucking bell end, I think, Dave. Isn't he? You're yeah. right. He's yeah, totally yeah. right. You're totally right. I agree. And then what we get the last bit is like, oh, you bastards. Is we see them all going into the dinner thing with the, you know, the the experts, and they're all around the chair. Well, not dinner date is it? It's that commitment thing, mm. and. Um, you know, we're getting Jesse has a go at Adam and all that. And then all of a sudden, Lyndall's got a fucking bombshell, Dave. She obviously seen something that we haven't. Now, it may be nothing to do with this infamous pub crawl that they went on, but it's all pointing towards the fact that has she seen Summit Dave? And as usual, <laughs> I cannot wait for the next yeah. episode, which we're not going to see till fucking Sunday now. But there you go. Yeah, I mean, what other bastards? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of handy. You know, we, we long for a day off, but then, you know, when maths finishes, it's like, oh, you bastards. So they, they've just got it so right, haven't they, with the cliffhangers? You know, it's just, oh, it makes you wish away the whole weekend so that you can get through to maths. But, um, yeah, they, they roll on the next episode. And another cracker, I have to say, this one. Right, thank you again, mate, for another tremendous week of maths. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast. As always, please get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast, and get over there and join. We are heading towards 500 people on there, which we really, really appreciate, guys. So if you do get a chance, please drop over there. Uh, if you do want to support us a little bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. So, the final maths roll call of honour for this week, Dave, is Kent, Lucky Luda Green, Lauren Tracy, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Dee, Katie, Libby, Joanna, Noreen, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Michelle, Gillian, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Kate, Megan, Cassie, Fiona, and Emma. So, thank you so much, guys, for all your support. And uh, we go again, my friend. Yeah, like I say, hopefully uh, the next episode will come around fairly quickly. Remember when this was all being filmed, Chris, we found out that, you know, this is supposed to be one of the, in fact, the most explosive season ever. And I kind of believe the hype because we're only on episode (laughs) eight. (laughs) <laughs> it's already getting pretty <laughs> hot and heated so um, yeah I, I just roll on next week for me but thank you very much sir thanks to everyone out there for listening to us thanks to everyone out there who supports us and we'll speak to you next time bye <laughs> <laughs>